beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. Robert here. I wanted to take a second and one, thank everyone who is in our Patreon community. You make everything that we do here with the three black men possible. You make it possible for us to record conversations, to write content. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Patreon family. And second thing, We have a wonderful conversation over the next two weeks with two uh, wonderful authors. This week is LaVon Briggs, and next week is Camille Hernandez. And hey, we are getting into sex and intimacy and different things, and so there might be some trigger points for you depending on where you are in your journey. And we have really open, honest dialogue here. So just want to give that as a content warning as we talk about our bodies and sensuality over the next two weeks. So thank you so much and enjoy this conversation. Everyone, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Robert. My name is Sam. Hey, and we're the three black men. Two black men now, three black men in fullness, right? Um, <laughs> one you don't see, but his presence is here, uh, Trey yeah. Ferguson. And we have uh, an honored guest, an esteemed guest, yes. Yvonne oh. Briggs. Oh, hey, honored well. and esteemed. Thank you. Oh, yes. Hey, I am excited. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Hey, I have been thinking about this for months and am so happy that it is working out now before you even had your book uh i wanted to have you on the podcast and you were one of the first suggestions that we got way back in i think it was season one <laughs> um so it's exciting we're going to talk about your book central faith and i think Let me say this. One, you show up as an authentic person, and I've always been uh, blessed by that. Uh, All of who you are is there, like whether it's Mm -hmm. messy, whether it's raw, (laughs) your thoughts on Black men, your thoughts on Black church, your thoughts on America, it's all there. (laughs) And you're a gifted teacher, too. So I really uh, just want to say that at the start of this podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's so sweet. And even, you know, you mentioning that folks were like, hey, have LaVon on the show, child. Like that is such an affirmation. Whenever anyone calls me pastor or minister or reverend or, you know, that's my spiritual teacher. I'm just like, child, pray. Thank you. <laughs> we we figure it out together. But yeah, yeah authenticity is the only way for me. Mm, yeah. 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 
Go ahead. Well, say just, something, just to that real quick, like I just for the folks like y'all didn't see like when she first came on this Zoom call, but like energy was <laughs> on. I'm in here. So and the book, oh, my God, is written. It made like her, when you hear this, when you hear this podcast and if you haven't heard her before, shame on you. But, no! but when you hear this, gentle loving nudges, OMG. <laughs> I'm still I'm still working. We're still on growing. The Clearly, <laughs> like, I'm like, he's ringing a bell like for shame, for shame. Yeah, like, no, well, I mean, I'm just well, just because, you know, you've been suggested you out here in these streets. But like when you read this book and it's gonna make so much sense um mm -hmm. this is not necessarily an easy topic but mm -hmm. really just because of society because of the church because yeah people don't know how to relax and <laughs> you know what i'm saying relax um, relate release honey right but it's presented in such a way that's like you know what it's kind of right. It's funny, but it's kind of right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, I, so many times I did that. And like I shared on Twitter, like when I first got the book, I was supposed to read it. And like Kwani, my wife, opened up and just read that. like the first couple yeah. of pages of the forward and the book disappeared. She was like, this ain't yours no more. Yeah, it showed up. It showed up like a week and a half ago. <laughs> so She's like, just, really a, just enough time for you to finish it for your recording. No, I appreciate that yeah. so much because, you know, I am not necessarily the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of pleasure, right? But I am one of many who are saying, we're not doing this colonized, westernized, shameful, shame-inducing, you know, religion anymore. We as Black women are entering, I think actually we have entered our soft era, okay? We have said mm -hmm. enough is enough. Shout out to our ancestor, Zora Neale Hurston. She said the Black woman is the mule of the world. We are like, we are not mules. We are divine beings who are beautiful yes. and gory and messy and yes. sacred and sensual and sexual. And guess what? That is holy. And so when you start with that as your presupposition, right? Who's having that conversation yeah. in my Oprah voice? Um, a lot of things get shaken up. Yeah. And I think that that segues nicely to, you know, all season we've been talking about liberation. Yeah. And how it shows up in different sectors of our lives and society. Sure. And we wanted to talk about uh, sensuality, sexuality, yeah. these different things. And I think when people initially read the, the, the title Sensual Faith, they're all of these, you know, presuppositions are coming right. to their mind. Mm -hmm. And there is this thought that it the book is only about sex. Correct. And I want to hear your um, thought process, because for me, this book is not less than talking about sex. I will say it that right. way. But it is so much more uh, nuanced. Yep. Uh, yes. And talking yes. about the body, yep. our relationship yes. to our body, God, yes. the ancestors. So yes. talk about your thought process yeah. in forming this book. Yeah, sensual faith became a thing for me when I was in seminary and I was studying Christian social ethics and Black women's issues. And whenever you're talking to women, particularly Black women, woundedness is going to be in the room. So I started out talking about trauma all the fucking time. It was trauma this, trauma that. And folks were like, oh my God, thank you for sharing my story. Not to be like silly, but like, 
I, we were getting healed. But after a year, I was drained as fuck. And I was like, yeah. if I talk about pleasure, we're going to get healed. And if I talk about trauma, we're going to get healed. So I know which one I want to talk about. Because at the end of the day, you can only receive as much pleasure as you have received healing. And so for me, I wanted us to first wow. honor that our bodies are holy just as they are, right? That as a black woman in a racist, sexist, xenophobic, misogynist, and I'm straight, but homophobic, queerphobic, transphobic society, that is countercultural. To love my black flesh is, is a threat to the system, right? And to know that my black flesh is holy, to know that my black breasts, my black hips, my booty is holy and good and not something that I need to, to cover up or, or minimize, right? Which is what a lot of colonized doctrine taught black girls and black boys. But the black church is 85% black women. So when we talking about the black church, we talking about sisters, okay? It just is what it is. Um, and so for me, I started to realize that the, he the more healed I got, the more embodied I became and the more aware I was of what was happening to my body. And I noticed that there were certain spaces, namely black religious spaces that weren't hospitable to my feelings about my body. Not just my body, right? Not just lap cloth, cover it up, you know, wear the, the sackcloth and ashes and, you know, that's it. But your horniness, my desire, my um, harm around my body, right? And so I realized that being a sensual being helped me to get closer to God because it helped me to get closer to myself. So I'll close this part by saying that you're right, Robert, because you rock, come on, rock. Um, y'all can't see it but Robert got the rock going that sensuality and sexuality uh, inform each other but they're not the same thing so sensuality I define as the ultimate practice in mindfulness what's happening in my body have I eaten am I dehydrated did I take my meds do I need a nap do I need an orgasm right then there's sexuality and that's what's going on with my loins, my genitalia, my clitoris, right? <laughs> and it's not always with a partner either. So it doesn't necessarily have to be about a man and pleasing a husband. So all of that became, how do I integrate my spirituality, my sensuality and my sexuality? And that's where sensual faith came from. So like, I just, you said so much there. Um, I did. I know. <laughs> well, it, it, it was, it was all No, good. it, it was promise. understandable. It was all, yeah. It was okay. Very, it was all, and it was all good. It was um, my favorite topic. I, I Go ahead. I wanted to, to key in on, you said like our ability to experience pleasure ah, is yes. only as far as our healing. You can only um, receive as much pleasure yeah. as you have received healing. Right. And yeah. That, so and just sort of, it, I've never really been, I've had experiences, I'll say, with that, just like, um, within our mm -hmm. marriages, just, so like, I'm married to a black okay. woman. Oh, and so like, there, there are things that I had no idea about her as far as like, just, um, just sometimes sitting and listening to her stories of yep. um, being, Yep. sexualized unwarrantedly at such an early age yep. shaped her is mm -hmm. naturally an extrovert but mm -hmm. she changed her personality because of those types of things yep right and so as i as we started to notice like as she began to heal from some of those things like the intensity of orgasms would change yeah the um 
uh, libido would increase. Those things would change. So that really made sense sure. to me when you like, like, like said that. Um, I'm not even sure if there's a question there, but I kind of wanted to put like like an experience sure. with that because that for me that was like a, a point where you put words to something that I hadn't really been yeah. like I identified but I wasn't able to to really put in words so I appreciate yeah, thank that. you for sharing that because words because that's yeah. the thing like black girls got all this purity culture teaching right but black yeah. boys and teenage boys and black men they ain't walking around wearing no true love weights you know <laughs> pinky promise y'all ain't make no pinky promises okay y'all don't have no certificate of authenticity around your penis not having penetrated another orifice like there's it just it doesn't work that way for y'all so when you hear if you have sex before marriage you're going to hell good girls don't give head you know keep your legs closed or else and you 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 hear that sunday after sunday message after message for day and you get married you they don't expect it to go away sexual goddess exactly doesn't happen <laughs> that's the psychological aspect of it and that's and, and this is another funny part when I first um, talked about my book cover, I envisioned me in a robe, drinking champagne, maybe sitting on a tub, like just living my life. And they were like, here's the thing. When people see these kinds of books, they often think it's going to be about the author's sexual exploits. So they were like, we're not going to put you on the cover because they, they think they're going to hear about you having sex. And I was like, what? Do you see these cheekbones? You're tripping. But <laughs> I was like, we need to make sure the cover is black as fuck. I need to look at it and know it's a black woman. And so... The idea that being sensual and being faithful have to merge comes from me debunking colonized, westernized, platonic thinking that says the body and soul are separate. As a daughter of the African diaspora, I am a card-carrying member <laughs> of an African-centered worldview. And that means that every thought I have, every perspective, it centers ancient African, particularly West African spiritual wisdom. And so infusing that into my framework centers black women, not just the church girl, thank you, Beyonce, but the daughter of the continent, right? Who has a whole rich history before colonizers brought their white Jesus. Before Sam, Rob and myself were podcast co-hosts, we were friends. This podcast grew out of a friendship. And honestly, it's grown into something more of a podcast. It's now a community. You can take part in that community at patreon.com slash three black men, all the way spelled out. And in that community, you'll get early access to episodes, bonus content like writings, videos, even some live conversations that you can take part in. In the event that you'd like to support us but aren't ready to commit to Patreon yet, you can submit a one-time gift via PayPal where you'll find us at 3blackmenpodcast at gmail.com. However you choose to support, we're thankful that you did. Let's get back to the show. Your football sex, it includes sex, so but it's about so much more. more than sex because to get there, you got to get through the earlier layers. Wow. Wow. I, um, I was thinking two things when you were talking. I was thinking about the clearing scene uh, mm. from Toni Morrison's book, and where baby Suggs. <clears throat> yes, Ashe, beloved. Yeah, baby Suggs is saying, hey, you got to put, you got to love this flesh. You got to stroke yes. this flesh. You got to nurture yes. it because Ooh. out there in the world, they're not going to nurture it. They're not going they're to not. bring pleasure to this body. They're not going to take right. care of it in the way. They're going to exploit it. Yeah, they would rather <sighs> break it. 
And so yeah. I'm hearing that, like, I, I was hearing that as I was reading, but I'm hearing it more as mm. you talk. Yeah. And I'm curious about your relationship to your body where yeah. it was and where it is now because yeah. i think that's central to the book it is absolutely yeah. and even as you are mentioning conjuring tony morrison that whole entire section starts when warm weather came and there's something about honoring mama earth seasons weather, the sun, rhythms, because in an African context, time is not linear, right? Time is seasonal, it's cyclical. And so that kind of graciousness with time, which is a fluid concept anyway, it helps me to realize that I'm not on a timeline. I don't have to rush to achieve and to glean. And so that grace is how I live my life. Every single day is an opportunity to show good character, to apply the, the knowledge that I've learned, which I believe is the act of wisdom, and to love myself more, right? If I were to say what my purpose is on planet Earth, it is to love and be loved. Now, everything that I'm doing, the preaching, the teaching, the authoring, the speaking, that is to get me to love myself more and to get others to love themselves more but my aim is to love myself and so anything that helps me to love doctrine deep down on the left hand side of my shondo that says you husband or something like that then i have to be like no I have really high standards for my nigga, okay? He needs to be emotionally intelligent. He needs to be happy. He needs to be healthy. He needs to be spiritually and financially wealthy. He needs to know how to have a conversation, right? So like, it's not that God doesn't want me to be partnered. It's that I need niggas to love themselves enough to heal themselves, to be worthy of my love. Like, you know what I'm Speak saying? Speak it. <laughs> right, right. So I'm loving myself into wholeness while not adding this, 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 this marker on my life, like tick for right, X for wrong. And just, I released myself from a very punitive, uh, a legalistic, judgmental kind of religion and have embraced an expansive and um, healing and affirming spiritual practice. So that has helped me to see my body as good and holy. So I'll close this part by saying that now how I approach my body is different, right? Um, I was raised in traditions where you're supposed to serve God and serve your family and serve the church. I'm like, no, I serve myself first, right? Um, I'm no longer a people pleaser. I can say no quite easily now. Um, mm -hmm. I will take a bath for two hours, <laughs> you know, instead of going to the gym because easing into my flesh feels better in the moment than saying, oh, I got to drop these 15 pounds. Like grace <laughs> is how I have been loving myself. And um, I think it's grace that's going to get us all through, child. Yeah. Um, yeah. I So I I don't remember particularly what chapter it was, but you were talking about, um, you mentioned the purity culture in there. And you mentioned mm -hmm. the story of Boaz. Yeah. <laughs> Boaz. You mentioned the story of Boaz. <laughs> And like what they were translating. Why, as, why you got to bring this up, foot, or leg? <laughs> well, nah, because no, like, I love it. it. I, bring I'm it up, honey. We talk about this like, a lot. 
it's so funny it's so funny because like we like in the group chat refer to the third chapter of ruth as the gawk gawk chapter i'm screaming get to your question samuel also like well no i was just saying like it's 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 funny because like there's that teaching that like they you know those things are translated and and how they choose the words and oh yeah so like when and then also in solomon black woman yeah. um these things like these are things that we aren't taught and they train and they sort of change them and try to make them spiritual to to sort of say like hey <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Yeah, they, I, I I gotta interject. They don't even try to make Good. it spiritual, right? Because it's a reach. Like mm. for the uninitiated, what we're talking about is in Ruth when Naomi tells Ruth to go to Boaz and she bows at his feet. Mm. That's actually a euphemism for penis, right? This is a shortened version. Um, there are several instances on the internet where you can see me going into a deep dive about this or read the book Sensual Faith: The Art of Coming Home to Your Body. Praise the Lord. Um, Praise and him. so, and so, um, what does it mean that? For black church girls who have been Boaz, right? To infinity and beyond. When you say Boaz, that immediately means, oh, the man that God has for me. He's a God, he, you know, a man after God's own heart and he's a man of God and he serves the church and he loves the Lord and he's going to love me as Christ loved it. It had nothing to do <laughs> with Ruth gleaning in the fields and shit. She went and she gave him head, right? What does that mean that an older woman who herself had to survive in a patriarchal society was telling her daughter-in-law in order for us to live, you got to go give this man head yeah. <laughs> because we need to be attached to a man. What does it mean that song of Solomon or song of songs um, has at least 75% first person narrative from the perspective of a woman, but we don't locate it as that because, Oh, song of Solomon wrote this, but it's talking about heaving bosoms, honey. Does Song of Solomon have have a 34 double D bosom? I don't think so. But Shorty in the text did. So that tells me that Black women's spirituality, Black women's agency, Black women's sexuality is biblical. But folks want to talk about Song of Solomon is how Christ loved the church. Sir, it is two people trying to fuck. Now, we could talk about the erotic energy that's in the <laughs> Black church worship experience if you want to. Hello. But it's not about Jesus in the church, y'all. So, yeah, and <laughs> I, th I think the the reach to make things uh, spiritual oh. and not bodily is because of thoughts around the body being evil, sure, right? Correct. Like mm -hmm. obviously, you know, that's what you're you're um, attacking and right. you're building up is like the body is not inherently evil. The right. feelings that we have are not inherently evil. Correct. And I have tons of thoughts, you know, it wasn't yeah. in your book on the purity culture actually damaged men in mm. some yes. very, very, very specific yes. ways that we don't talk yeah. enough about. And I'll just wow. say one here. Um, I think, you know, there's this thought that because women are, black, especially black women, I want to say, yeah, um, are blasted in specific ways. There's this thought mm -hmm. that on the other side, that all black men are treated equally and we mm. know that's not right we know our queer siblings right are not correct are hit by the purity message in a way we know sure. um i was part of groups and i'll probably say this on the ig live later too i was part of groups where i would come into these um accountability groups you might have oh been in lord 
Um, and trigger alert. Yeah, and so <laughs> there's this thought that all men are like, yeah, you know, we out here. No, those accountability groups should tell y'all the purity message was a mess because mm. you had men in there that were repenting for having wet dreams. I would, mm. it oh would my be, gosh. yeah, so there'd be 12 hey, guys in there and they're, they're in sackcloth and ashes as they're like, I can't believe I would do this spiritually. And that was the start of my deconstruction because I'm thinking, wait, why are we repenting for this? <laughs> I wasn't even Something awake. you have no control over, yeah. something that your body is divinely designed to do. I cut you off, go ahead, Robert. No, you're fine. I I, I just want to know about that. Like <sighs> this purity message is insidious yeah. in different ways. So I'm curious, there's more of your thoughts on it because yeah. you can't necessarily know all the ways that men had it, but yeah. I'm just curious. But it's more there. Thoughts. No, I really appreciate that offering and that reframe because I don't often think about Black boys and Black men's experiences with purity culture um, because I, I, I have not borne witness to the ongoing effects of it. But this is helping to give me just another, you know, piece of the puzzle to kind of say, okay, what does this look like if I pull back how Black folks, right, have been harmed by purity culture? So I appreciate that. And I see you and thank you for sharing that. And purity culture is steeped in the illusion of white supremacy. So that's always hovering, right? That we need mm -hmm. to shrink ourselves and not take up space, which comes from the residual effects of chattel slavery, which was keep your head down, don't make too much noise, and you know, you'll survive another day. Um, and so much of that um liberation so much of that rebellion right is missed when we're talking about our bodies and being black on this land because what i despise hearing is black christians saying you know well if i was enslaved they couldn't have made me you know do x y and z or worship this way or whatever it's like first of all you weren't there second of all you are not giving our ancestors enough credit right there was total subversion when it came to our ancestors practicing um, their spirituality, right? Where do you think we get late in the midnight hour from? That's when our ancestors would be up praying two, three o'clock in the morning. Um, my dear beloved friends calls that witching hours, right? Um, where they would go and they would pray into buckets and they would um, retain their spiritual practices from the motherland. And I think what we're seeing is a conscious awakening around this colonized Christianity, this purity culture. Um, it's not giving right, is giving enslaver, <laughs> is giving oppressor, and God is a God of love and light and liberation, and so um, in the age of Black Panther and the woman king, like, Black folks are being exposed to spiritual ideologies that say there's no separation between sacred and secular. Your body yeah. can't be profane because the creative yeah. fingerprint and divine design is in you, so how can you be yeah. evil or bad if you are literally a creation of the creator, right? Mm -hmm. That is not what the colonizer was teaching us. And that is not what some folks have internalized over generations. So we're rejecting purity culture because we're accepting ourselves. <laughs> and shout out mm -hmm. to Gen Z who's like, listen, we are with the shits. So we gonna continue to get and stay free. Yeah, I wanna say, you know, just have a couple minutes left. Like I so appreciated this offering in this book because mm -hmm. although it is you are talking explicitly to black women yeah like unapologetically as Sam yeah. said at the top <laughs> yeah and also I did feel invited in as you're sharing your story Good. Good. like you have so many stories that it has sparked you know 
between Sam and I and and Trey, mm. we talk about it in the group chat, right? Like um, wow. Like, and I and Aww. I say and I say this regularly, like sometimes when things are written by black women, black mm-hmm. men fall back because oh, okay, it's not talking to us. Even if it Ooh. wasn't. Something that doesn't center us doesn't mean that we can't come learn, on, Robert. Right, exactly. like we are in come community on, Robert. with black women. We want to yeah. thrive with black women, so it's okay if you're not the main attraction. Um, <laughs> like you know, and so I I want to say that as a black man, I appreciate it, but I am that, and I'm curious as what you see for the future for black mm. people, even decentering mm. the church. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, because my I have an expansive thought outside of, yeah. the, out of yeah. like what do you see in terms of our body, pleasure, Woo, child. intuition, you know? Yes, honey. Come on. So here's the thing, right? Uh womanism wants all black people free. It just so happens to center the experiences, perspectives, and vantage points of black women. And the fact of the matter is when black women are free, everybody else is going to be free. So no, sensual faith is not written for black men, but that doesn't mean that black men can't, can't read it. Right. That doesn't mean white men can't or white women. Right. I, I, great expectations wasn't written for me. I had to read that shit. Okay. To kill a mockingbird was not not great expectations. (laughs) Okay. So it's like, learn something. And this is what happens when you center voices that have been historically marginalized. It does two things. One, it helps us to see, oh shit, y'all have had the formula for liberation this whole time because you have been surviving pandemics. You have been thriving with epidemics, spiritual, social, psycho, content, contextual, all that, right? Two, it makes space for voices that are even more marginalized than me. While I am radically inclusive, I'm straight. I like the penis, okay? Where are the queers? Where are the femmes? Where are the trans folks? Where I don't need to be a mouthpiece for them. Give them the mic. Uh, who said that? It was It's our Muslim sister, Dr. Assad. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I yeah. can't think of the name. Yeah. Um, she said, yeah, you don't need to be a voice for the voiceless. No, unless you're physically rendered mute, niggas got voices. Pass the mic is what she says. So for me, I see pleasure as a pathway to liberation for Black women. And it's it includes sexual pleasure, but it's not just sexual pleasure. Sis, are you enjoying that tea? Or are you scalding your tongue because you're trying to rush, right? Are you really adorning yourself with your makeup or are you just beating your face so you can look cute for the gram? Like you, you are your first prayer. You are your first worship experience. And so for me, when I see Black girls and women and femmes free and safe, and soft that's when i know we have co-created a a more liberated just equitable world because if black girls women and femmes are free and safe and soft you can best believe your ass is going to be free and safe and soft i'll say an amen (laughs) the doors of the church hallelujah (laughs) i was just gonna say get the collection plate exactly Listen, no, thank you so much, Levon, for being here. We appreciate you, not just for the, like, the content, but, like, thank you for showing up as yourself, for real. Thank you for seeing me. I feel so loved and affirmed. (laughs) We appreciate you rocking with us for another episode of Three Black Men. Here's the part of the show where we ask a favor from you. 
Now, earlier I mentioned a couple of ways that you can support us by joining our community over at patreon.com slash three black men. We have multi-tiered support options and you can get bonus content. If you don't want to do that, you can submit a one-time contribution by finding us on PayPal at threeblackmenpodcast at gmail.com. But we ain't here to tap your pockets. Here's a few ways that you can help us out without spending a single dime. You can stop what you're doing right here, right now, and make sure that you've left us a review and a rating. Don't just give us the five stars. Go ahead and write out how much you love this show and tell everybody about it. Do it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you at. Make sure you leave that rating and a review, and that's going to help even more people join the fun over here. Thank you so much. I knew God loved you for some reason. <laughs>